What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Recorded live. Seen in me, put it into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. And the, ooh, that's kind of a inversion of verse 7. Verse 7, he said, the peace of God. Verse 9 is cool. It says at the end, and the God of peace. Watch this. I don't just have the peace that God gives. I have the God who gives peace with me. Not just his resources, but the revelation of his very presence. So, Father, we thank you for your word today. We pray that you'll apply it to our hearts in the exact way we need to hear it. Thank you for letting us worship you. We don't take it for granted. Thank you for helping our bodies and strength to be here today. I pray for my brothers and sisters that you'll show them exactly what they need to see and give them what they need to have. In Jesus' name we pray. And the whole church said amen at every location. Amen. You may be seated. I want to use as a title, thank you, worship team, for this short Bible study today. I want to call this, I want to call this segment two. To have and to hold. To have and to hold. Like they say in their wedding vows, to have and to hold. And I want to spend some time connecting the scripture that I read to another scripture and see if we can make them work together, even though they seem to be very different. Where Paul says, finally, and then he starts listing things in Philippians 4, 8. Whatever is true. Whatever is noble, whatever is right. He's just listing stuff almost in a sonnet. It's very poetic how Paul, in a rhetorical flourish that he is capable of with, with his brilliant mind, he, he sounds like one of their stoic philosophers, and he's using all of these virtues that are associated with and related to God and God's word. And he says, think about such things. The phrase that he uses there, which is translated into English, think about, is a phrase that actually means make it your habit of thought. Make it your habit of thought. This passage reads like a catalog of all of the good things of God. And you'd have to be over a certain age to know what a catalog is, a physical catalog with, with paper from trees. But he's giving them all of these Things And we talked last week about some of the things that, that come against us, the things we're anxious for. And Paul is now, he said, be anxious for no thing. But now he's saying there are some things that you need to be absolutely consumed with and obsessed about. Because you cannot live a courageous life without having a concentrated mind. Yeah. We talked last week about how an anxious heart robs you of peace. But I also believe that an unfocused mind will break your faith. See, fear and faith actually have more in common than we think. We put them as opposites. In fact, they're, they're very similar in that they are both powered by focus. What do fear and faith have in common? They are both powered by focus. Fear is a result of focus. Faith
faith is also a result of focus. If your life is currently consumed with fear, I'm guaranteeing you that you are focusing on the wrong things. Because Paul says whatever things fall into this list, and it's not so much a checklist, he's just giving example after example after example after example of all the stuff you can think and all the stuff you can dwell on. A lot of us get into trouble in our walk with God because our focus is on what we can't do, what we can't have. Just like Adam and Eve in the garden, hey, you can eat off of any tree. They're all yours except this one. Which one do we go to? The one we're not supposed to touch. How many dieters do we have in the house? Chronic dieters, frustrated dieters, would-be dieters. Was a dieter in January, but now have succumbed to the temptation of a world that is surrounded by food. I consider myself now less of a dieter and more, I would say, I live a lower-carb lifestyle. I thank God for Dr. Atkins. I had no idea that I could eat all the bacon that my heart desired and still stay relatively fit. And so can we just give God thanks for Dr. Atkins? Come on, give him a hand clap of praise in the sanctuary. But I don't do well with those diets. I've tried different eating plans. Um, I think I gained and lost 55 pounds in the first two years that Holly and I were married. And uh, she was a great cook, albeit not a very healthy one. But when I found out that I didn't necessarily have to watch what I ate, but I could eat as much as I want of certain things, that changed everything for me. I don't do well if I got to put down points for what I ate. What I want you to tell me is, what am I allowed to have unlimited amounts of? Can I eat peanuts until they come out of my nose? If I can, I'm good. That, that's a lifestyle. Um, Paul is saying here, I want to give you some examples of the kinds of things that you can think about in an unlimited way. And, 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 and here, here are some examples. He said, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely. This sounds like a list about Holly. Amen. Yes, sir, I'm working my pulpit. I'm trying to be happy at home. And whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about, focus on such things. Because faith is the byproduct of correct focus. Stop praying for God to give you faith. Because while we're asking God to increase our faith, He's waiting for us to improve our focus. My seven-year-old Graham seems to have some natural abilities for uh, sports, particularly baseball. And I'm frustrated because I take him to practice, I take him to the batting cage, I throw the ball with him for hours on end, but I really don't know what to tell him to do. So I'm trying to help him, but I don't know what to tell him. I was telling this to one of my friends who was a jock in college because I was not, and I said, I want to help Graham more. I don't know what to tell him, to which he responded, he's seven. You only really need to be telling him one thing right now, just one thing. Watch the ball. 
He said, it works for any sport when you're seven. Just watch the ball. Paul is talking to a Philippian church that is under persecution. They have a lot of philosophical questions. They have a lot of personal issues. They have a lot of political pressures. And Paul says, don't make this more complicated than it needs to be. It's really all about watch the ball. Or if we can spiritualize it, eyes on Jesus. It's amazing how simple it really is when we look at the things that make us afraid and the things that get us into trouble and the things that bring us down and the things that hold us back. It's amazing how simple the solution really is. And I don't mean to talk to you like you're seven, but eyes on Jesus. It's when you take your eyes off of him, and it's when you take your mind off of his word, and it's when you let life break your concentration from what he's spoken that you start to sink beneath the wind and the waves, Peter. But it's just, it's just so simple. It's not so complicated, Paul says. Think about, focus on, not just once in a while, but as a habit of thought, such things. These kinds of things, this kind of stuff, think about such things. Now, hold that thought because I want to go over to 2 Corinthians and show you something else Paul wrote. Now, when I first pulled this out of the drawer and put it on, you're going to say, no, that doesn't match the scripture you read before. Like some of you women say to your husband, that doesn't go together. But I'm telling you, these two go together. You just got to know how to rock it. So I want to show you in 2 Corinthians chapter 10. And I'm going to put these two things together, and it's going to help you, where Paul is talking about the battle that we face in our faith. And he's talking about how our weapons are not like the world's weapons, and we have weapons that are not visible but invisible, and they're not carnal or fleshly, but they're mighty through God for the pulling down or demolishing of strongholds. And he says how we do it in verse 5. Now, if you have thoughts that torment you, thoughts of insecurity, thoughts of shame, thoughts of ridicule, thoughts of your past, thoughts of regret, if you have thoughts that torment you, this is the verse I'll tell you to memorize right here, because it will obliterate some of the opponents that you've been losing to all your life if you activate this verse and act on it. Because in 2 Corinthians 10.5, Paul says something about thoughts. He says, we demolish arguments. What's that? Anything that contradicts what God says. That's the kind of argument he's talking about here. When God says you're one thing, but you feel like another, demolish that argument. When God has promised you one thing, but another thing is happening in your circumstance or your situation or your peripheral vision, demolish that argument. But not just the arguments, he says, we demolish arguments and every pretension, you see it, that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. We take captive... Every thought, make it obedient to Christ. Back to Philippians. Cool, if we jump around, just back and forth real quick. You don't even have to flip. They're doing all the work for you. This is like somebody cracking the crab legs for you and dipping it in butter and putting it in your mouth. Look at this. Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Finally, brothers and sisters, I'm supposed to be very important. Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable... If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about, reckon, calculate, and evaluate such things. I would ask you a question today. What is holding you back 
from being what God has called you to be, from accomplishing the dreams he's given you, from changing the parts about you that you don't like and he doesn't either. If I were to ask you, what's holding you back? What's, what's holding you back? No doubt about it. You would begin to list things. People, events, uh, financial situations, health conditions, uh, things. Here's what I learned. It's really not the things that are holding you back. Because somebody on your same row is dealing with the same thing you're dealing with. Only they're doing it with courage. And they're doing it with faith. And they're doing it with victory. And they're doing it with an overcoming spirit. And you're doing it in fear. And you're doing it, you're doing it in, 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 in weakness. And it's not the thing that makes the difference. You could list the same things to different people. It's not the thing that holds you back. Quit making excuses for your apathy. Quit making excuses for the, the, the broken places in your life. It's never the thing that holds you back. It's how you think about the thing that holds you back. Now I'm getting this. Because Paul says, if, if you will think about the right things, you can go through some hard stuff, but you'll still be standing. Now, here it is, here it is, here it is, here it is. Most of us never stop to think about what we're thinking about. We never stop to think about the things we're thinking about. And Paul says, if you want to live a life that is characterized by faith and courage and steadfastness, and if you want your, your children to see something in you that makes them want to love God, and if you want to make some kind of difference in the world, if you want to stand firm, you've got to think about such things. What things? Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is lovely, you've you got to pick about Pick the things that bring God praise and, and pick the things that empower your spirit and pick the things that give you a perspective of, of gratitude and think about such things. I need you to touch everybody around you and tell them, hold that thought. That, that's, what we, that's what we need to learn to do is, is hold that thought. Hold that. That's what Paul is saying. He's saying, hey, if you look up around you, there are all kinds of things to praise God for. There are all kinds of reasons for you to remember the faithfulness of God. There are all kinds of, uh, of things that God has put in your path to speak to your potential. And I want you to learn when you, when you get a thought of the goodness of God, to hold that thought. Hold that thought. I mean, hold that thought. When you get a thought, that gives life. When you get a thought, I can do it. When you get a thought, I can make it. When you get a thought, I'm going to be all right. When you get a thought, God isn't done with me. You need to learn how to hold that thought. Hold that thought. Hold that thought. That thought. What thought? The true thought. He said whatever is true. Notice he didn't say whatever is fact. Because everything that is a fact is not true. I'll tell you how I know. It was a fact that they killed Jesus. It was a fact that his body was in the grave. But it was the truth that he was the resurrection and the life. And if you destroy this temple, I'll build it back in three days. That's the truth. That's the truth. 
Hold that thought. Hold that thought when you're hanging on the cross on Friday. Hold that thought when they're silent on Saturday. Hold that thought. You're about to burst forth with resurrection power. That's the truth. The truth will set you free. The truth will set you free. The truth will set you free. Paul said, I'm in a prison cell, but I'm not a prisoner to the Roman government. I'm a prisoner of hope because I've learned how to hold out hope in hopeless situations. I know how to hold that thought. That thought. You, you cannot always choose what thoughts you have. I don't know if it's just me, but sometimes even when I'm praying, I will have the craziest thoughts. Just crazy thoughts. No, 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 not like, oh, I need to go to the grocery store, some more protein bars. No, crazy thoughts. Thoughts where you would find another church if they came up on the screen. Crazy thoughts. Look at me holy if you want to. I will go into a prophetic zone, look in your eyes, and call out your craziest thoughts. In fact, I even asked Holly, because I thought it was just me. I said, Holly, do you ever have crazy thoughts? And she went through a little list, but it sounded kind of mild. I said, no, baby, something you never even told me about, that crazy. And she said, sometimes I imagine what it would be like to hit certain people with my SUV. And I was like, yes, that's, that, that, that thought. Watch it. He said, um, 2 Corinthians 10, 5. I'm going to put them together now. He said, we demolish arguments and every pretension, whatever contradicts what God has spoken. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. I was always told about my crazy thoughts, you know, just let it go. And I'm a hyperactive kind of individual, and everybody around me is always trying to help me relax, get me a hobby. They bought me a gun one time, and I took it to the gun range one time, and I found that even to be stressful. You had to clean it and load it, and always trying to find a hobby to, to, to relax. I think that's good. I think we should all have hobbies. I, I don't currently have one, but... I go get massages. I go get them. I mean, I, I don't know. That's not that manly, but I go get massages. Just trying to, just trying to relax. Just trying to, because I got a lot on my mind, and I'm trying to let stuff go. You know, I be putting all kind of oils on me and everything, and playing all this music, and you know, just let it go. And that's what I was always taught about the those thoughts, those thoughts in Second Corinthians ten five. The tormenting thoughts, the terrorist thoughts, the, the, the thoughts that have been in my mind since when I can remember. You know, it's one thing to hold a thought. It's another thing when a thought holds you. And what's really holding you back in your life today is some thoughts that you're thinking, thoughts that have a hold on you. For some of you, the fear of failure has a hold on you because you failed before. And you think, because the world teaches this, that the opposite of success is failure. It's not. I wanted to do a whole week on the fear of failure. I'm not going to have time in this series. I want to do a whole week on it because it's plaguing people. It's plaguing people. 
always has, always will. But I got set free from the fear of failure just by realizing one thing. I can give it to you. I don't even need a whole sermon. I just give it to you right here. The opposite of success is not failure. The opposite of success is unfaithfulness. So if you are faithful to God in what he called you to do, even your failure will work for your good. I hate to keep talking about Jesus in church, but didn't he kind of fail when they hung him on a cross? Didn't he kind of fail when everybody who was supposed to be following him on his staff and on his deacon board abandoned him and all denied that they knew him? But wasn't he kind of converting the worst failure in human history into the greatest victory that the world has ever known? And for everybody who the fear of failure has a hold on you, I wanted to let you know that that the thing for you to be afraid of in your life is not to look stupid for trying and failing, but to be stupid and let what people think about what you do or didn't do and how it turned out keep you from pleasing the one who you'll give an account to one day. Hey, what a powerful thought that no failure is final in our lives. I pray today that the fear of failure would give way to your faith. And this week... I want you to see your failures, big ones, the little ones, and everyone in between. I want you to see them in a new way and see how God can turn mistakes into miracles and work failures for your good and his glory if you put them in his hands and keep moving forward. If I tell you God's help is here, some of y'all are going, yeah, but I don't see it. But you might have to see it through your weakness. He wants you to look past your hardship. To see is help. See it through. How do we find the courage to face the everyday struggles and anxieties life throws our way? And how do we keep our faith strong when life really gets hard? For your gift of $90 or more, we will send you the How to Be Brave DVD set, a four-part teaching series that helps you discover how to truly find God's peace and promises no matter your situation. We will also send you Wake Up the Wonder, a 17-track worship DVD from Elevation Worship featuring Unstoppable God. Call the number on your screen or visit us online at stephenfurtick.com to order these resources today.
for your gift, we'd like to send you the powerful film China Cry, the amazing true story of Nora Lamb. Smuggling is a serious offense. In a time of revolution, she lost everything, denied all freedoms. She found the courage to be free. Are you a Christian? Julia Nixon Soul stars in China Cry. Please give by mail or online. TBN's channel for the children, Smile of a Child, is now available on the Dish Network, Channel 264. Thanks to your love and support, Smile of a Child is now in over 14 million homes across America. Smile of a Child features a broad range of entertaining, inspirational, and educational programs for children ages 2 to 12. It's also the home of Veggie Tales. Smile of a Child is now available daily from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Eastern. There's nothing like the smile of a child. Get the word out that millions of kids can now see this network. Hello, I'm Joseph Frink. Join me at the Barclays Center in New York City for the Great Revolution USA Tour this November. I'm so excited about the special words that I believe the Lord has in store for you. See you soon. Catch Joseph Prince live in New York City for the Great Revolution Tour. Get your tickets at josephprince.org slash events today. Hello, beloved of the Lord. I'm here to tell you today that God's word is going forth with might and power into the Middle East. And nearly 800 million Muslims are hearing the gospel in their own native language through the Arabic network, TBN Arabic, TBN Urdu, and TBN Farsi. Isn't that amazing what God is doing? We tremendously appreciate your support and wish to hear more from you. Don't go away. Watch Carrie Shook Ministries offering a clear contemporary teaching on TBN, the number one Christian network in the world. This is TBN, part of the Trinity Broadcasting family of networks. Celebrating 42 years of God's miracles. God wants me to cooperate with what he's trying to do because he's building my character and he's bringing glory to himself. And so I need to cooperate with God's character building process so that he can take me from dead end to deliverance. So he can turn this desert of dead end to the doorstep of my destiny. talking about how to stay centered in the sandstorms of life because it would be really easy to stay centered with our priorities always in balance never getting stressed out if we never had any problems if we always lived in a tropical paradise in a five-star hotel always being served and no difficult people to deal with only perfect people who were most concerned with meeting your needs. But that's not reality. Many times life takes us through the desert of difficulty, where we're hit by the sandstorm of pressures and problems. And in the desert of difficulty, 
there are what I call sandpaper people, the people that rub you the wrong way. They irritate you. They get on your nerves, and they're everywhere in the desert of difficulty. We go through problems and pressures and these sandstorms, and it tends to shove us off center. In real sandstorms, they're caused by extreme wind and extreme heat. It's no different in the desert of difficulty. There are the extreme winds of change that blow into every life. We're always changing. And these winds of change blow into our lives and they tend to just knock us off center and our priorities get all out of balance. We're going to look at a miracle in the Old Testament that God performed in the desert. One of the most famous miracles in the whole Bible, when God raised up Moses to lead the people out of slavery in Egypt after 400 years and the people of Israel were celebrating this great victory that God brought and they were heading out into the desert on the way to the promised land, and they come to the Red Sea. And so they know they're going to have to go around the Red Sea. It's going to take them days. But then Pharaoh changes his mind, and he <laughs> to attack them. So one is the Egyptian breathing down their neck Red Sea. They're in a desert of difficulty. Really, they're in a dead end. They're like there's no way out. They're trapped. They're at this desert of dead end. But you know the story. God works the miracle. So open your Bibles to Exodus chapter 14. And would you stand in honor of God's word? Moses answered the people, do not be afraid. Stand firm and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. You need only to be still. Then the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Tell the Israelites to move on. Raise your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea to divide the water so that the Israelites can go through the sea on dry ground. I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians, so that they will go in after them, and I will gain glory through Pharaoh and all his army, and his horsemen. The Egyptians will know that I am the Lord, when I gain glory through Pharaoh, his chariot, and his horsemen. You can be seated. The Israelites were in this death of death, and they were trapped. There was no way out, but God turns the desert of dead end deliverance. When I'm in the desert of difficulty, I'm just... okay, with God's character building process so that he can take me from dead end to deliverance. of life, visibility is reduced to zero. Can't see a thing. And so it leads us to those questions like, God, what are you doing in my life right now? God, why did you allow this in my life? God, where are you right now? God, do you even care? Are you even there? Question after question. 
That's why it's important to remember when you're at the dead end, when you're in the desert of difficulty and you can't really see what God is up to, you can't really see the purpose, it's okay to ask the questions. But while you're asking those questions, when you can't see God's face, look for his fingerprints. When you can't see God's face in the middle of the difficulty, and sometimes we can't see what God is up to. In the middle of these sandstorms, you can't see the purpose at the time. Now, sometimes when we get out of it, we look back and go, thank you, God, you led me to this place of dead end for a reason. And if I'd never gone to that place of dead end, I could have never gone to deliverance. In fact, I talk to people all the time who say, Carrie, I'm so thankful. The greatest thing that ever happened to me is I lost my job 10 years ago, and that really pushed me to start my own business. Or I went through this terrible time, and that was the thing that God used to get my attention, to get me into his purpose for my life, and on and on. It's a lot easier after the sandstorm is over. In the sandstorm, it's really hard to see what God is up to. And you can't see God's face, but you can see his fingerprints. And some sandstorms are so difficult that we won't be able to see what God was up to until we get to heaven. But we can always see his fingerprints. We can see God working, God moving all the way through the desert of dead end. So we look for God's fingerprints and Many times it's difficult to trust God in the middle of the sandstorms. It would be a lot easier if we just knew how it all turned out. In fact, look at the Israelites. After God works the miracle and brings them through the Red Sea and destroys their enemies, then they're going, God, thank you for the dead end. That was the greatest thing that ever happened to us. Look at Exodus 14:31. It says, And when the Israelites saw the great power the Lord displayed against the Egyptians, the people feared the Lord and put their trust in him and in Moses, his servant. So God led them into the desert of dead end. It was all part of God's plan. God led them into the desert of dead end so that it would build their faith, take them to their destiny, and lift up his name. And God has a purpose behind every problem that we face. God always had a plan. They could just see it after the sandstorm. But before the miracle happened, in verse 1, it says, Then the Lord said to Moses, Tell the Israelites to turn back and encamp near Pi-Hahiroth between Migdal and the sea. They are to encamp by the sea directly opposite Belzephon. Pharaoh will think the Israelites are hemmed in by the desert. Underline those words, hemmed in. And I will harden Pharaoh's heart, and he will pursue them. But I will glory for myself through Pharaoh and all his army, and the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord. So the Israelites did this. So God says, I want you to be right at this place because I'm going to put into Pharaoh's heart. He's going to think, hey, they're hemmed in. It'll look like you're hemmed in. It'll look like you're at the place of dead end. But what Pharaoh doesn't know and no one else, you're not at the desert of dead end. You're at the doorstep of your destiny. I'm going to work a great miracle. I planned it. And that shows me there are many times where it's part of God's will for me to go to the desert of dead end. I say that because sometimes when you're following God and you're in the middle of God's will, you're centered in the center of God's will, you can be in a desert of difficulty. You can be under tremendous pressure and the heat is on. You can have problems and trials all around you. And God says, I want to give you my peace, that even when you can't feel that I'm near, I am, because I want you to learn to trust my promises rather than your feelings. And so I'm right there, and I've got a purpose, and I've got a plan, and I brought you to this place for a reason. Now, there are many times in my life where I end up at the desert of dead end, 
because I took a wrong turn, because of my mistakes and sins and failures. But God can even take my mistakes and turn them into his miracle. There are other times when it's just part of God's plan. God doesn't cause bad things. God doesn't cause the desert of difficulty, but sometimes he allows it into our lives. We won't understand it all until we get to heaven, but we know this. But we know this. Pray to his name and for our good, his ultimate purpose. And so the Israel is desert. Yes, cigarettes. And when you can't plan, take hold of God's hand. But God is up to in the sandstorm. You know you can trust him. Hold of his hand. What is that? God says, you can trust me. Take my hand. When you don't understand what I'm up to, you can trust my name. You can put your trust in my character because I always keep my promises. And if you're a Christ follower, he says, I'll never leave you. You may feel like God's a million miles away, but he's closer than he's ever been. It's not about your feelings. It's about his promise and his word, and he cannot break his word. His character demands that he is truthful because that's who he is. He always fulfills his promises. Still to come with Pastor Terry Shuck. God says, I'll just wipe the slate clean and forgive, but you've got to stop throwing rocks at others, and you've got to look inward and ask for my forgiveness. You've got to stop judging everybody else and look at yourself. And God is up to something great in your life and in this church. But he says, surrender and take a step. But Lord, if I take that step... Am I going to fall? God says, I'll catch you. Busy, stressed, hectic, overwhelmed. When asked to describe their lives with a single word, most Americans would probably reach for words like these. Perhaps you would too. It's an epidemic in our culture. And as Pastor Carrie Shook points out in this deeply practical four-message series called Centered, living this way is taking a terrible toll on our bodies, minds, souls, and relationships. This series shows you how to center your personal life so you can experience God's strength in the middle of your stress, struggles, and storms. And for a short time, the very special four-message series on DVD is our special thank you for any gift in support of the outreaches of Carrie Shook Ministries. No gift is too small to make a difference in the lives of others. But if you can invest $40 or more in helping others experience the miracle of salvation, Carrie and Chris want you to have Centered on both CD and DVD. To share and request your Thank You resources online right now, point your web browser to carryship.org or call. You can enjoy a life free from guilt and full of joy and help others do the same. But then there's a second thing I have to do when the sandstorm hits. Don't throw stones in the storms of life. Because when I'm in a sandstorm, it's so easy to blame others rather than say, God, what are you trying to do in my character to teach me? God, I know that you don't cause bad things to happen, but you allow this in my life for some reason, and you want to build my faith and my character. You see, God is always chipping away the rough edges of our character that don't look like Christ because he's more interested in our character than our comfort. 
And so sometimes it feels like I'm being sandblasted because he's trying to chip away those rough edges of my character. He brings sandpaper people in your life that irritate you, that rub you the wrong way, and he's using them to rub off the, the rough edges of your character. Michelangelo, the great artist and sculptor, was once asked, how did you sculpt David? You know, his famous sculpture made of marble, but it looked so real and lifelike. And he said, it was real easy. I just chipped away everything that didn't look like David. Yeah, real simple. Well, God is chipping away everything in my life that doesn't look like Jesus Christ. And he uses problems and pressures, and sometimes I feel like he's using a jackhammer. Sometimes you feel sandblasted, but he's chipping away those rough edges of your character that don't look like Jesus. He's building your character. So instead of throwing stones at others and blaming them, and many times in the sandstorms, we just start attacking others, blaming others, criticizing others. But instead of doing that, I want to say, God, what are you trying to teach me? What are you, why have you allowed this into my life? What in my character do you want me to learn to be more like your son, Jesus? In Exodus 14:11, the people grumbled and griped and complained against Moses. They, just, they were creative complainers, too. It says in verse 11, they said to Moses, Was it because there were no graves in Egypt that you brought us to the desert to die? What have you done to us by bringing us out of Egypt? Now, that's pretty creative, you know, criticism. Not a constructive criticism, but pretty creative. You know, were there no graves in Egypt and you bring us out to the desert? And they're complaining. When I'm in the desert of dead end, I need to stop blaming others and take my burden to God. Stop throwing rocks at others and turn to the rock of ages. There's one time in the New Testament where the religious leaders brought a woman to Jesus who'd been caught in the act of adultery. And they said, Jesus, the law says we're to stone her, but what do you say? And they were trying to trap Jesus. They didn't care about the law. They didn't care about this woman. In fact, the law said you need two or three witnesses in order to establish whether or not the law has been broken. So that meant that two or three of these guys had to be waiting at her window watching, maybe for hours, maybe for days. And in fact, many scholars think that the man wasn't brought to Jesus because he'd colluded with the religious leaders in order to set this woman up, the trapper. You see, that's all they cared about. They'd put Jesus in this trap at this, what they thought was a dead end. And they said, well, if he says, stone her like the law says, then the people will be so mad at him for not having mercy. But if he says, let her go, have mercy, then we've got him for breaking the law. So Jesus created a sandstorm of what he said next. In John 8, verse 7, they kept demanding an answer. So he stood up again and said, all right, stone her. But let those who have never sinned throw the first stones. Then he stooped down again and wrote in the dust. So Jesus says, yeah, do what the law says, stone her, but... Whoever of you has never sinned, you go first. Here, here's some rocks. And then he kneels down and he starts to write in the sand. He creates this sandstorm. It's the only time in Scripture where we see Jesus writing. And it doesn't tell us what he wrote. But many scholars believe that what he wrote was the names of each of those men and their secret sins. The names of those men and next to them, their sins. But I think he was a lot more specific 
their secret sins that no one knew. He would write their names and next to it those secret sins. John Ortberg says he probably wrote down the names of a couple of those guys and then wrote, staring through the window watching adultery take place a little longer than was necessary to gather evidence. But it says that after he wrote that down, everybody just dropped the rocks and they got out of there quickly. Can you imagine? Now, I love the fact that he wrote their sins in sand. He didn't write it in stone. That's because through his grace and forgiveness, because he shed his perfect sinless blood, sins can be wiped away. They're written in sand. They can be wiped away. The Ten Commandments, on the other hand, the Ten Commandments were written in stone. They can't be erased. But our sins, because of what Christ has done on the cross, can be erased. First John 1 John 1.9 says, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from every wrong. I call that verse the etch-a-sketch verse, where you take an etch-a-sketch, you draw on it, but if you mess up, you just turn it over, shake it, and it wipes the slate clean. You remember that toy as a kid? And so God says, I'll just wipe the slate clean and forgive, but you've got to stop throwing rocks at others, and you've got to look inward and ask for my forgiveness. You've got to stop judging everybody else and look at yourself. But there's a third and most important thing I have to do in the desert of dead end. If I want to see God's deliverance, I surrender to God's deliverance at every dead end. To come to this place of surrender. In Exodus 14, 13, Moses tells the people right before God works the miracle, Do not be afraid. Stand firm and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you'll never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. He says, hey, God's going to fight this battle. Maybe you're trying to fight a battle. It's never your battle to fight. God says, I'll fight that battle for you. All you need to do is surrender to me. There has to come a time where you stop asking questions and then you let go. You stop asking why and you let go and say, God, I trust you. I don't get it. I don't like it. But I know you know what's best. And so I give up to you. And it's at that place where I say, God, I give up, that God says, great, finally now I can get involved. I've been waiting for you to realize you're at a dead end. You see, we're at a dead end long before we know we're at a dead end. We can't do anything without God's power. He's in total control. And so we think that we can handle something. We think that we can control the situation. We think that we can fix that other person. We think that we can solve the problem, but we're at a dead end and we don't realize it. But God has to allow us to get in a place where we feel the dead end. Before we turn to him and go, I give up. I'm at a dead end. And God says, great, I've been waiting for that. Now I can get involved and I can work a miracle in your life. We have to come to the place where we surrender and cooperate with God's process in our lives, character building. You, you know the poem, uh, Footprints, it's one of those classic, corny Christian poems. And every probably three or four months, someone sends me the, the poem, Footprints. It's like, Pastor Kerry, I got this plaque at Bucky's, and it's this amazing poem, Footprints. It's awesome. Or maybe Cracker Barrel, you know, and you got the poem Footprints. And you know the Footprints poem, don't you? You know, it's, it's where this guy has a dream that he's on the beach, and, and there on the beach, he looks back over his life, and he sees that 
there are two sets of footprints because God was always with him. But in the deepest, darkest times of his life, then he sees there's only one set of footprints. And he says, oh, Lord, why are there only one set of footprints in the deepest, darkest times of my life? And God says, oh, my child, in those times I carried you. And that's very powerful, spiritual, sounds really good, but I don't think that's the truth most of the times in our lives. It wouldn't look like footprints if actually we had a dream that looked back over our lives at the deepest, darkest times of our lives. It wouldn't look like this. It would look more probably like this. And we go, Lord, what is that? At the most difficult days of my life. And they go, uh, my child, that's your heel prints. I had to drag you kicking and screaming through that. You were so stubborn and rebellious. And I would probably say that maybe it would even look more like, maybe more like that, which I would say would be maybe butt prints in the sand. <laughs> Big butt prints in the sand. What did you learn at church today? Pastor Kerry quoted the famous poem, Butt Prints in the Sand. It was so moving. I think I'll write a whole poem. Butt prints in the sand, because that's what happens a lot of times. Because of our stubborn will and rebellion, we're at a dead end, and we're still fighting for control. And God, out of his goodness and mercy, is dragging us. You know, he's dragging us, kicking and screaming, because he's trying to drag us into our destiny. He said, if you just give up, it'll be so much easier. If you'll just surrender to me and to my power in your life. And for some of you right now, God is saying, I died on the cross for you. I did all the work to save you. You can't save yourself. All you have to do is is give up, surrender to me and what I've done. But you have to take a step of faith and choose to receive me and what I've done into your life. Have you ever taken that step of faith? At Woodland Church, we keep taking steps of faith because we keep choosing to believe God, and that's our choice. We keep choosing to believe God for great things in our lives and great things in our community and in our world. And it's a difficult time. We live in a desert of difficulties in our world today, huge problems and pain and darkness. But I want you to know there is a light, and his name is Jesus Christ. In the middle of the darkness, he shines brightest. In the darkest night, he is the light, and it attracts people. And God is up to something great in your life and in this church. But he says, surrender and take a step. But Lord, if I take that step, am I going to fall? And God says, I'll catch you. Take that step and experience me. You get to choose how much you believe God for. And that's something that we'll always choose, to take that step of faith. I trust you were encouraged and helped by today's teaching, and that's our objective with these broadcasts, to really bring the truth of God's Word alive for you and present them in both memorable and life-changing ways. There are a few things that Chris and I love more than hearing from you, and learning that God has used the unique way we present God's love and principles to touch your heart and to change your life. We'd love to hear from you and establish a stronger connection with you. So please continue to think about and pray about the insights that we examined today and let God's Spirit really root them deeply into your heart and do a work of transformation there. And no matter what your circumstances, our loving Heavenly Father will meet you right where you are. He loves you so much. And if you want to go even deeper into these truths, here's a simple but powerful way that you can do that. Just watch this.
busy, stressed, hectic, overwhelmed. When asked to describe their lives with a single word, most Americans would probably reach for words like these. Perhaps you would too. It's an epidemic in our culture. And as Pastor Carrie Shook points out in this deeply practical four-message series called Centered, living this way is taking a terrible toll on our bodies, minds, souls, and relationships. This series shows you how to center your personal life so you can experience God's strength in the middle of your stress, struggles, and storms. And for a short time, the very special four-message series on DVD is our special thank you for any gift in support of the outreaches of Carrie Shook Ministries. No gift is too small to make a difference in the lives of others. But if you can invest $40 or more in helping others experience the miracle of salvation, Carrie and Chris want you to have Centered on both CD and DVD. To share and request your thank you resources online right now, point your web browser to carryshook.org or call. You can enjoy a life free from guilt and full of joy and help others do the same. I hope you enjoyed the message today. And it's always a message of hope in Jesus Christ, our only hope. And if you've never received him, you can do that right now, right where you are. You can just say, Jesus Christ, come into my life. Forgive me of my sins. And I want you to be the Lord of my life from now on. And if you pray that prayer, he'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. And you'll be starting the great adventure, the journey of living for Jesus. Call us right now. Let us know about that. And we love you. And God bless you. Thank you for joining us today and being a part of the Carrie Shook Ministries. powerful film, China Cry, the amazing true story of Nora Lamb. What provision is being made to protect the rights of the innocent? In a time of revolution, she lost everything. Smuggling is a serious offense. Reconsider every event in your time with the Presbyterians. Denied all freedoms. We demand a full confession of your counter-revolutionary activities. Are you a Christian? Yes. She found the courage to be free. Julie Nixon Soul stars in China Cry. To receive your DVD, send your gift to TBN P.O. Box A, Santa Ana, California, 92711, or give online. Did you know TBN's award-winning Smile of a Child Children's Network is available 24 hours a day? Yes, you can see Smile of a Child day and night on Glory Star, Verizon Fios, AT&T Uverse, Roku, and through Internet streaming. And Smile of a Child is available free over the air through TBN's U.S. stations on sub-channel 3 from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. So for the best in children's programming, hook up to Smile of a Child. 
TBN is reaching the world through the Spanish language networks in Lasse and in Lasse Juvenil. 24 hours a day, the gospel is broadcast in Spanish to thousands of television stations and cable systems in Spain, Central and South America, and the United States, all reaching one of the fastest-growing population groups on Earth. Call now to support Christian television in the Spanish language. The cost is ongoing, but millions of Spanish speakers are being touched and changed. Next, watch Walk in the Word with James McDonald, focusing on the unapologetic proclamation of God's Word on TBN, the number one Christian network in the world. This is TBN, part of the Trinity Broadcasting family of networks, celebrating 42 years of God's miracles. You have a lot to be thankful for, but I'm telling you, in a matter of moments, you can get your eyes off of what God's done for you and onto the one thing you don't have yet. God leads us into a trial before he leads us out. Note this, resistance escalates before victory arrives. Some of you are in the hardest part right now. You've been thinking about even this week, how much longer can I go on? You're getting closer if it's getting harder. People have no idea what you went through to get to where you are. <laughs> so many times it seemed like it was over. But God, Isaac Curry, tell them about it. <laughs> Every time I think that I'm all by myself. You might think that you've got it all worked out, yep. and you think that 
Remember you can. 
Lord, I just want to thank you for this opportunity to be able to share with the world, to let them know that I can't live, I can't breathe, neither can I move without you.
How are you? I'm well at you. Pushing, pushing, pushing. That's what I'm doing. I don't know who that was. Half woke on the line. Yes. Oh, he decided to join us this morning. (laughs) Girl, get up and go brush your teeth and get that morning breath out your mouth. (laughs) <laughs> I too ignorant. <laughs> Man, this is rough out here. Who <laughs> that shell? No, nah, that's Lisa. Oh gosh, she ain't gotta be to school at eight forty-five, but she ain't even up yet. I've been up since five, four, something. I'm just saying. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. yes. Uh, oh, damn, you tried to hold. You tried to hold a prayer call on well could nobody get on yesterday, right? No, I had um I got back home about uh it I don't know. I was, I don't know, about seven uh, close to eight when I got back. She told me, I gotta go. I, you gotta take me to school. I'm like, now? Because she went away to uh, she went to Notre Dame yesterday. Oh, wonderful. Uh, get touring the campus? Yeah, yeah. She um she went to Notre Dame yesterday. She went to uh somewhere in Michigan the day before. I said, girl, you ain't doing nothing but getting out of class. She just looked at me, huh? Well, that's good. She's going to some of the more uh, prominent or Ivy League schools or something like that. So that's good. There's nothing wrong with it, so I, you know. But it's all good. So senior year, as long as she don't mess up in school, I'm like, cool. Ugh. All right. Somebody open us up. This morning, most gracious Heavenly Father, Lord God, we come before you, Lord God, with a heart of thanksgiving once again, with a heart of praise, Lord God, with a heart that's willing to celebrate the life, Lord God, that you have given us, Lord God, through Christ Jesus, our Lord and our Savior. Father God, we thank you, O God, for just allowing us to be a part of this day, Lord God, for counting us worthy, for counting us um 
able, Lord God, to worship and praise your holy and righteous name. Oh, God, we thank you, Lord God, for the strength that you are giving us, Lord God. We thank you for the provisions that you have made for us, Lord God. Father God, right now, Lord God, we yield our lives and our own desires. Do what you have for us to do. Father God, we ask you, Lord God, to just move mightily upon this call and let your Holy Spirit dwell with upon our hearts, Lord God. We ask you, Lord God, to just come and let your spirit change the atmosphere around us, Lord God, so that we can seek your world, your will, and your way for our lives. Father God, we ask, Lord God, that our desires line up with your will, Lord God, and that you will be pleased, Lord God, with the praise that is going forth before you. Father God, we just thank you for the fellowship of our brothers and sisters on this call, all those who are listening, Lord God. Let them be blessed, Lord God, for coming into the throne room, Lord God, to seek you, Lord God, for wisdom, knowledge, grace, and mercy. Father God, we want to thank you, Lord God, for waking us up with the activity of our limbs. We want to thank you, Heavenly Father, that you have kept our families, Lord God, and keep through all danger seen and unseen. Father God, we want to thank you, Lord God, for this new day, Lord God, that you have ordained, that you have created, that you have blessed, Lord God. It is where we we will be blessed, Lord, because we are part of this day, Lord God. Our faith looks up to you, Lord God. And right now, Lord God, let us continue to trust you for all provisions, Lord God, that you have made for us, Lord God. We ask you, Lord God, to be with us as we travel on these highways, to be with us on our jobs, to be with us in our homes, Lord God, even as we minister, Lord God, on this call, Lord God, to let your spirit come and dwell upon our, the altars of our hearts. Father God, we ask you, Lord God, to open our eyes to see the glory, your glory, Lord God, that you can only give. Lord God, we ask you, Lord God, to anoint Sam right now in the name of Jesus, that he would be able to bring a mighty word before us, before, uh, before from you, Lord God, to us, Lord God, that he would speak with the power of heart that only you can give, Lord God. Father God, we want to thank you, Lord God, that you're hearing our prayers and you're answering all of our prayers, Lord God. you even catching the groaning of our spirits, Lord God, and you're changing the atmosphere of our lives. Father God, we stand in the gap right now, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, for those who are unsaved, who do not know you in the free pardon of their sins. Father God, that they will seek you, Lord God, your will and your way, Lord God, that they could be saved. Father God, you could change the atmosphere. You could change the hearts and the minds of man, Lord God, for our power is, is in your hand. Lord God, everything on this earth was created, Lord God, by you. It was created for your glory. So, Father God, get the praise out of our lives. Get the praise out of, out of everything that we do, Lord God. Be edified, be glorified, be lifted up high, Lord God, for Lord God, your word teaches us, Lord God, that Jesus said that if he be lifted up, that he would he would draw all men to to him. So, Father God, we come right now and we yield and we ask you to dwell upon us, upon the altar of our hearts. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. And amen. Oh, <laughs> 
Horoshanda to go say, she 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 to go say, Holy Spirit, move. Mm. I thank you, Father, yes. Mm. Peace. Peace. Center us, Lord. Mm. Peace. Center us, Father. Peace. Strengthen us, Lord. Mm. Move. 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 Yes, Father, we thank you. We praise you. Mm. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Peace. Mm. Thank you, Father, for breathing in that refreshing. Mm, mm, mm. Mm. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for breathing in your presence. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, stand firm in my word. Mm. Ooh, let my peace rise up inside of you, my children. Let my peace rise up inside of you, my children. Mm, mm. See the couple that I said of life. I speak life unto you. I speak life unto your situations and your circumstances. I speak health and healing and restoration unto you. Mm. Let my peace be strength. Let my word be strength unto you. Mm. Yes, Father, I see that. I see that, Lord. I see that. I see that, Father. Oh, yeah, I got a Yes, yes, yes. I just got like the image of a crocodile or a beast coming up to get us, but God has us lassoing the mouth of the beast. So he might come. But he can't do anything. His mouth is lassoed, his tied shut. All he can do is appear his head. All he can do is just let us know that he's there. He can't bite us, he can't devour us. So the only thing he can really do is look at us and stare at us. Mm-mm-mm. But we need to trust in God. Just like you go to the zoo. And you see that that bear or that animal or that whatever it is is on the other side of the gate, and you trust in that fence, you trust in that gate, so you're not even really scared 
because you're trusting in that, that, that device that's put up there to keep you from harm's way. And it's the same thing that God is telling us. The enemy is all around trying to do what he can, and he all he can really do is look at us. He can try to stare us down. He can't open his mouth to devour us. He can't even growl. God has got his mouth tied, tied shut with his word, with his power. The enemy can't even growl. All he can do is stare because God has closed his mouth and tied it shut. Mm, mm, mm. And he's mad that he can't do it because see what it is? He's been devouring everybody else. He's been using the same tactics, the same things. But when he comes to us, because God's hand is upon our lives, because God's hand is upon our lives, our situations and circumstances, his mouth has been tied shut. He cannot devour us. So he looks at us in a real mean way, but that's all he can do is just stare. He's mad because he can't devour us. He's mad because God's got his mind shut and he's mad, his mouth shut, and he's mad because he's done all of this, and he thought he had us. He thought he had us. He thought this was it. But God said, no, these are my children. These are my children. And that's what Carrie Shook was talking about earlier today. That God has purposely allowed for his glory and for our good as he's, as he's working his character in us. He has purposely allowed us to get to the edge. <clears throat> mm, mm, mm. To get to the end, to get to a way where there seems to be no way out, and there is no way out but God. So trust in him right now. Seek him and allow him to be God. And stand firm on his promises. Stand firm on his promises. And the enemy must turn his head and go the other way. For he is already I say he is already. I say he is already a defeated foe. And Father God, we just praise you right now. We just give you the glory. Erica told me yesterday that I needed to praise my way through. She told me yesterday I had her to pray for me. And she said, you know what? Your secret today is to praise, not just to press, but when you feel like you ain't got enough strength, just begin to praise him. When you don't know what's going on, you just keep to begin to praise him. And I said, well, you know, it's funny. I found myself doing that, but God, God gave me a secret recipe. He said, son, this is your strength today. Because there were times I felt like I couldn't even lift up my feet, and I just started praising God. I would get on the phone and talk to people, and I'm not hearing what I want to hear, and I just began to praise God. When I felt like I just I just wanted to holler and scream, I just began to praise God. And I found myself being able to press on. I found myself getting in contact with the right people. I found myself getting me some more hope. Some more and some strength to press on, some the ability to endure to the end. Because I found my God and I praised my God. And it didn't matter what happened. I praised my God. I kept my mouth shut. I kept my mouth shut. And God is still working. God is still moving on my behalf, on my behalf, on my family's behalf. He's still making a way out of no way. 
Now, when I open my mouth, it's to praise him. When I while I keep it shut, that's because I'm I, I wanna I wanna say something that I don't need to say. I wanna look at what's really going on. And and, and like I said, it's not 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 to dispute the facts, cause the facts are the facts. So I, so I didn't wanna open my mouth about the facts. I would only open my mouth to praise or to speak words of faith. I didn't want to talk about what's going on. I don't want to talk about being being at the end. I want to talk about my God and give him the glory, give him the praise, and to continue to be able to seek him in the midst. Oh, Shakai Adokose Day. And allow his word to comfort God, protect and direct my heart, my steps, and my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right. I don't know if anybody got a word or anything. If not, we can go ahead and knock out the list. You can go ahead and knock out the list. All right. I don't know. Did you do unsaved, Arthur? Or did he disappear already? Mm-hmm. He might be. It is 8 o'clock, so yeah, he might be there by now. Well, this clock is wrong, my child. Anyway. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Means I gotta go upstairs to get the list. Mm. All right, how about listen to the song until I go get the list? <laughs> Do that.
Yep, 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 all right, let me go on upstairs to my list. Uh, let me call him back. Love is too deep to navigate. 
But you kept on Cause you were so proud Ooh, I remember watching you reach your back And then crying sometimes when you pray And now that I am a man I finally understand how to bow down And still stay proud
All right, all right, all right. Yeah, child, I heard you. You wake up three hours later. Now you're going to try to rush me? I suggest you close your mouth. I'm not in the mood. Don't take me there. All right, let me switch phones.
The Tolan family, Angie Sarita, hope right to go say she 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 or under the Gosa, under the Gosa, she to go say she to go say she to go say she or under Gosa, under the Gosa, she to go say she to go say she or under Gosa, under the Italian family, hush to go say she to go say she to go say she or under Gosa, hush to go say she to go say she to go say she or under Gosa, or under Sakra. <laughs> Sakra. <laughs> Barbara Allen, 
Nick Brandon Holly Samantha, she will go say, she will 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 the rest of the markets are my Regional Falls, the Haradi Shirako Sakra. 
Okay, Rolling Hospital in the community. Watching it. Uh, Marking Charles Second. Oh, Rosemore, Osaka, Stone, Crockett, EFF, Carson, Regina, Endo, Barnes, Subway, and Ferguson, Smith, Flat Academy, Senior, uh, Eden, Senior, Gully, Eric Accomplishment, Corey, Dennis, Yabo, Sherry, Louie, Salter's cousin, Jerry, D.G. Stryveson, Carson's family, McNabb, Denise, and Terry, Mac, and Demond Holly. I don't go to the ground, I don't go to the ground, I don't go to the ground, I guess not three. I don't know if anybody did any other ones or not. I doubt it. So you've got um, deceased in hospitals, congregations in churches, uh, missionaries, prisoners, abused, addicted. Pick and choose, pick and choose, somebody pick and choose. All right, I will do abuse and addiction. Shandro Grande Bosch, Shirokrande Grande Bosch, Shirokrande 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 Bosch, Um, congregation, church, some Prisoners, Harashi, the position of a station, the station, the Rakaran, the position, the station, the Rakaran, the position, the Rakaran, the position, Prisoners, missionaries, the Rakaran, 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 the Eastern 
Abuse, addiction, deceased in hospice, congregation, churches. Keep going, keep going straight, help buses down there. Keep going straight so we can put on the bus. I see the bus. Just keep going. He's getting us right. Yeah, go ahead if you can. Okay, I think that's all of the list, um, stuff from all the ones that I might do. We're getting in front of us, so. Um, missionaries, prisoners, abuse addiction, deceased in hospice, congregation, churches. Uh, all of the other ones, I don't know if that's because I don't want to do hers. Um, prayer shifting ministries and the families. Go to the next at stoplight. That way we'll be good. Peace that surpasses all understanding. Hush the position of a session of a session of a session of a Rondorocosa. Hush the position of a session of a session of a Rondorocosa Rakanda. So the position of a Rondorocosa, she the position of a say Rondorocosa Rakanda. We got a light here, so we go here. Rondorocosa, she the position of a Sakara. 
the ability to endure to the end. To walk in the realm of the supernatural, to walk in the realm of the supernatural, the ability to think not. Knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. Supernatural, superhuman strength, abilities, gifts, and talents on the synergies to get increasing basis. To flow in the gifts and the fruits of the spirit. Thank you, Father, yes. Restoration of our health. The loan of our strength and our youth. And our guess that's about it. Can I just call this? I don't know if anybody has anything because it's going to be a minute before I get back to the prep. Good reading. She looks cold. We buy junk cars, we buy houses, we want your old car, AC charge, Matthew buys houses. And there's Andre Peoples.
Vamos lá, Rafa. I tell you, we're going to try to get those papers in today. For loan modification. I go. What time you go? At 10 o'clock? One. Okay. Well, it'll be before that. Um, so I'm, what I do is I let her know. And then, because uh, you all still got to get them um, papers from the credit union. So when I get back to the house, I text and let her know. Because I, I, that we got all the other stuff together, and that would be the last thing. So, so then um, I guess after you eat breakfast, then um, you can do that. Oh. I'm going to try to go over the room and see what i got to do over there.
Y'all still on here? Nope, ain't nobody on here. I was just saying, why you being smart? I, I heard, the, heard the telephone, and I thought I was going to get onto my kids. Like, why y'all got that telephone out? <laughs> I was going to dog them out. <laughs> I'll be back in a minute. Let me try to get them out of here in about 10. Okay, I'll be staying home on the reading by then. So why? I said I should be back home on the reading by then. Okay. I'll be on by the time you get ready to read. All right.
Okay, somebody left me a message.
Right. About five minutes, I'll be home. Yay. I forgot to go by this lady's house. Ugh. Slow down, slow down, slow down.
God has done for me. For the many ways that you made I Thank you, uh-huh. Jesus. Uh, keeping me day by day, I wanna say.
Alright, alright, alright. Get ready for the reading. Or a Alright, so yesterday we talked about faith. And today we're going to get into works. Because while a Christian is not saved by works, he is to be rewarded for his works. For the Son of Man shall come into the glory of his Father with his angels, and then he shall reward every man according to his works. Matthew 16 and 27. Believers will be rewarded at the judgment seat of Christ. For we believers must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body. That is, while he was alive, according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad, Second Corinthians 5 and 10. The character of these works must be Christian, for other, found, for other foundation can no man lay other, for other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if any man build upon this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubbles, every man's work shall be made manifest. For the day, judgment day, shall declare it. Because it should be revealed by fire. And the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work abide which he hath built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss. But he himself shall be saved, yet so is by fire. 1 Corinthians 3 11 15. We see then from this that even the works of the believers are not all good or worthy of reward. Some may have been done with the wrong motive or the hireling spirit and they be consumed as wood, hay, and stubble, while the good works, likened unto gold, silver, and precious stones, will pass through the fiery test untarnished. The rewards that will be given are crowns. See the account of the judgment seat of Christ in the chapter of the judgments. Such works as, pain, as penance, crucifixion of the flesh, fastings, etc., etc., done for the purpose of winning merit are not counted on the balance sheet of works. The sad feature of the judgment of rewards is that while those who rewards are burned up are saved, they must remain rewardless and therefore crownless for all eternity. The two natures. It is very important that every Christian believer should understand what the Scripture teaches as to the two natures. Because of a lack of knowledge of the dual nature of the newborn soul, many a new convert, after rejoicing for a while in his newfound hope and then suddenly awakening to the fact that his old flesh inclinations are not dead, is led to believe that he was never converted and disheartened and discouraged he begins to drift away and finally backslides. When Nicodemus made his night visit to Jesus, Jesus said unto him, a man, Except a man be born of water, the word of God, 1 Peter 1 and 23, James 1 and 8, and of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God, John 3 and 5. And he gave the reason why. For that which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of spirit is spirit, John 3 and 6. 
Here we see two lines of heredity, the flesh line and the spirit line. The spiritual scriptures speak of the first as a natural man and the second as a spiritual man. Of the natural man, the scriptures say that his understanding is dark in Ephesians 4 and 18, that he cannot receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they only be, can be spiritually discerned, 1 Corinthians 2 and 14, that he is a child of wrath, Ephesians 2 and 3, that he is at enmity with God and cannot please him, Romans 8 and 7 through 8, that his heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. Ooh, we just kind of jacked up, ain't we? Mm. <laughs> Jeremiah 17 and 9, and out of it proceed of evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, deceit, lasciviousness, and an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, and foolishness, Mark seven twenty one through 23, that he is spiritually dead in trespasses and sins, Ephesians 2 and 1, that there is no good thing in him. Like I said, we kind of jacked. <sighs> that, is a, that as the Ethiopian cannot change his skin or the leopard his spot, so the natural man with our supernatural help cannot change his character. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Jeremiah 13 and 23. Hmm. Now, God does not say in this description of the natural man that none are refined or cultured or sweet-tempered or generous or charitable or honest or untruth, or truthful, or religious, but that none are righteous. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, Romans 3 and 23. While the natural man has human parentage, the spiritual man has a divine parentage. All life must come from pre-existing life. There's no such thing as spontaneous generation of life. No life can come without parentage. There must be a father and a mother. In the spiritual world, the Holy Spirit is the father, and the human heart is the womb, of the mother into which the seed, which is the word of God, is dropped. All righty then. <sighs> In the spiritual world, the Holy Spirit is the father, and the human heart is the womb, or the mother, is which the seed of the word of God is dropped, First Peter 1 and 23. If seed in the natural world is lifeless, no plant will spring from it, and if the seed of the word is not vitalized by the Holy Spirit, when it falls into the human heart, there will be no new life. This explains how men and women can read and study the scriptures and cannot be converted. New birth imparts a new nature. This nature is spiritual. That which is born of the spirit is spirit, John 3 and 6. This new nature cannot sin. Whosoever is born of God does not commit sin, for his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin because he is born of God. 1 John 3 through 9. The new spiritual nature is called Christ in you, Colossians 1 and 27, and imparts eternal life. He that hath the Son, Christ in you, have life. This life is hid with Christ in God. Therefore we cannot lose it. And when Christ, who is our, our life, shall appear, then shall we also appear with him in glory. The fruit of the spiritual life is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Galatians 5, 22-23. I have not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered to the heart of man, the natural man, the things which God hath prepared for him for them to love him but god hath revealed them unto us the spiritual man by a spirit for the spirit searches all things yea the deep things of god first corinthians 2 9 through 10 we see from this description of the spiritual man that he is not an evolution or development of the natural man but a new creature or creation second corinthians 5 and 17 when the prolificate augustine sat under a nubian fig tree thinking over his past life the flashes to his memory, vitalized by the Holy Spirit, the words of Romans 13, 12 to 14. 
The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness. Let us put on the arm of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and not in wantonness, not in strife and envy, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ, and make not the provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. And at once the seed of the word thus dropped into the womb of his heart, created a new life, and proliferated arose from the ground a new creature, known thereafter as St. Augustine. The spiritual man then is a new creation, entirely different from the natural man, and opposed him in character, temper, and disposition. So far is all clear, but, but here, here we are brought face to face with the paradox, that while there are two separate men spoken of in the scripture, the natural man and the spiritual man, these two men make up in the believer but one personality. All right, then. I'm going to just stop that there. Okay. When a Christian is not saved by works, while a Christian is not saved by works, he is to be rewarded for his works. For the Son of Man should come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then he should reward every man according to his works, Matthew 16 and 27. Believers will be rewarded at the judgment seat of Christ. For we believers must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, <clears throat> that everyone may receive the things done in his body, that is, while, that is while he was alive, according to that which he had done, whether it be good or bad, Second Corinthians 5 and 10. So he broke down previously um, the judgment and how there were three different types of judgment. One is in the air, one is before the throne of God, and the other is for unbelievers. So we believers are going to be judged on our works because we're already saved, but we're going to be judged on our works. The character of these works must be Christian, for other foundation can no man, uh, no man lay that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now if any man build upon this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, stay humble, Every man's work should be made manifest, for the judgment should declare because it should be revealed by fire. And the fire should try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work to buy which he had built of thereupon, he should receive reward. If any man's work should be burned, he should suffer loss. But he himself should be saved, yet so is by fire. 1 Corinthians 3:11-15. Now this is getting to the other book, talking about being led by the Spirit and being led by the flesh or the soul. If we're led by the Spirit, then the things that are done are spiritual things because God has ordained us or ordered us to do it, and we've been following his lead. But if we're doing things on our own accord, doing things out of our thought life, out of us, then it's not what God has directed, though they might be good things. They might be moral things. You know, they might be things that make sense, but they're not godly things because they weren't God-directed. Then those are your works and not God's works. So according to what he's saying now, our works will be burnt up in the fire. We see from this that even the works of the believer are not all good or worthy of reward. Some may have been done with the wrong motive or the hireling spirit, and they should be consumed as wood, hand, stubble, while the good works, likened unto gold, silver, and precious stones, will pass through the fiery test untarnished. The rewards that will be given are crowns. See the account of the judgment seat of Christ in the chapter on the judgment. Such works, such, such works as penance, crucifixion of the flesh, fasting, etc., done for the purpose of winning merit, are not counted on the balance sheet of works. The sad feature of the judgment rewards is that while those works are burned up or while those works are burned up are saved, it must remain rewardless and thereafter crownless for all eternity. Again, just counting on the fact that those are things that you're doing and not what God has ordained you to do. The two natures. It's very important that every Christian believer should understand that while scripture teaches us the two natures, 
Because of a lack of knowledge of the dual nature of the newborn soul, many are converted after after rejoicing for a while in his newfound hope, and then suddenly awakening to the fact that his old flesh inclinations are not dead. Is led to believe that he was never converted and disheartened and discouraged, and he begins to drift and finally backslides. While Nicodemus made his night visit to Jesus, Jesus said unto him, Except a man be born of water, the word of God, and the spirit. I'm going to just read this. I'll give you the scriptures in a minute. While Nicodemus made his night visit to Jesus, Jesus said unto him, Except a man be born of water, the word of God, and of the spirit, the Holy Spirit, he cannot enter to the kingdom of God. And he gave the reason why. For that which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of spirit is spirit. Here we see two lines of heredity, the flesh line and the spirit line. The scriptures speak of the first as a natural man and the second as a spiritual man. So he's coming from 1 Peter 1 and 23, James and 1 and 18, John 3 and 5, John 3 and 6. The natural man. Of the natural man, the scriptures say that his understanding is darkened that he cannot receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they can only be spiritually discerned, that he is a child of wrath, that he is at enmity with God and cannot please him, that his heart is deceitful and desperately wicked, and out of, out of it proceed of evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thoughts, covetousness, deceit, lasciviousness, and the evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness, that he is spiritually dead in trespasses and sins, that there is no good thing in him, that as the Ethiopian cannot change his skin or the leopard's spots, so the natural man without supernatural help cannot change his character. He's coming from Ephesians 4 and 18, 1 Corinthians 2 and 14, Ephesians 2 and 3, Romans 8, 7 and 8, Jeremiah 17 and 9, Mark 7, 21 through 22, Ephesians 2 and 1, Romans 7 and 18, Jeremiah 13 and 23. So he's pretty much just labeling all the things in our flesh that we have a tendency to do, that we have an inclination to do. It's the nature of the flesh. It's the nature of our soul. We we want to do those things that please us, that satisfy us, whether they be good things or bad things. So he's just kind of labeling all the different all. The Appetites of the man of God, of the um, people of God. Now, God does not say in the description of the natural man that none are refined or cultured or tempered or generous or charitable, honest or truthful or religious, but that none are righteous. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, Romans 3 and 23. So, again, God is seeing things through his eyes. He's looking at our heart. He's looking at our motives. He's looking at everything whenever we do something. We can only see the outward works. We don't understand the motivating factors in the interior. That's the difference. So that's why when God judges, his judges are pure and right. We only see those things. And we and even when the outward things are done, we don't might not even understand what was the motivating factor. And God is always looking at the bigger picture. You know, so it's a lot more when God sees something. And it's in, and our righteousness is not of us. We cannot work for our righteousness. We receive salvation free. It was we it was given to us, it was purchased for us. We receive it free, but it was a cost. It was a cost paid by Jesus Christ. He purchased it on the cross. And he gives it to us. But the the 
and in the anointing and the grace of God, those things we have to grow in, those are the works that we have to do. While the natural man has a human parentage, the spiritual man has a divine parentage. All life must come from pre-existing life. There's no such thing as spontaneous generation of life. Oh, well, so much for the cosmic boom that the uh, boom and all of a sudden everything appeared. Well, yeah, that was a boom and everything appeared. It was spoken by the mouth of God, by the word of God. It was spoken by the mouth of God and the word of God went and created by the power. See, that's the Trinity. That's the triune God working together. No life can come without parentage. There must be a father and a mother in the spiritual world. The Holy Spirit is the father, and the human heart is the womb of the mother, into which the seed, which is the word of God, is dropped, 1 Peter 1 23. If seed in the natural world is lifeless, no plant will spring from it, and if the seed of the word is not vitalized by the Holy Spirit, when it falls into the human heart, there will be no new life. This explains how men and women can read, <coughs> study the scriptures, and not be converted. Okay, so there's a process into conversion. Again, without without revelation of the Holy Spirit, the Bible is a history book. That's all it is to it. Without the Holy Spirit revealing things to you, it's a history book. So, I mean, and that's why people can read it and don't understand it because the Holy Spirit has to lead and guide, but see, their hearts have to be ready to receive. They have to have a desire. This new birth imparts a new nature. This nature is spiritual. That which is born of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit is spirit, John 3 and 6. This new, this new nature cannot sin. Whoever is born of God does not commit sin, for his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin because he is born of God. This new spiritual nature is called Christ in you and imparts eternal life. He that hath the Son of Christ is have life. This life is hidden with Christ and God. Therefore, we cannot lose it. And when Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall we also appear with him in glory. The fruit of the spiritual life is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. The spiritual man is spiritually enlightened. I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered to the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them to love him. But God hath revealed them unto us, the spiritual man, by his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. Okay, the scriptures are John 3 and 6. 1 John, 1, 1 John 3 and 9. Colossians 1 and 27. 1 John 5, 11 through 12. Colossians 3, 3 through 4, Galatians 5, 22 through 23, and 1 Corinthians 2, 9 and 10. So now we got a new nature. This nature came from God, the spiritual man which was regenerated. And we went before about can that spiritual man sin? Okay, we talked about the Holy Spirit that's living inside of us now. Okay, it, it, so that Holy Spirit can that Holy Spirit inside of us cannot sin because it's God, but our spirit is can become darkened. Okay, so we separate in the Holy Spirit, our spirit, and then you got your soul and your flesh. And so your soul it will do it. Okay, we, you can and will sin because even if it's doing good things, but they're not godly things, that in itself is not lead, being paying attention to the leadership of God. So it's, it's it's we get into we kind of touched on a lot of this before. I'm not kind of going into detail right now, but we got a new spirit which is regenerated, and it's God that's living inside of us, and that spirit cannot cannot sin. 
We see from this description of the spiritual man that he is not an evolution or the development of the natural man, but a new creation or creation. 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. When the prolific Augustine sat under a Numidian fig tree, thinking over his past life, the flash into his memory, vitalized by the Holy Spirit, the words of Romans 13, 12 to 14. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness. Let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and evening. Put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ, and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. And at once the seed of the word thus dropped into the womb of his heart, created a new life, and the prolific arose from the ground a new creature, therefore known after this as St. Augustine. So when the Holy Spirit brought into his memory some, the word of God, and he received it in his heart, he became a new creature because then he was born again, and, and that's, how, that's how the process happened. What did we touch on yesterday? Knowledge, belief, and um, dependence. Okay, so the knowledge came back to him, vitalized by the word of God. It went to his heart. He believed and accepted it, and so now his character was changed or his spirit was changed because he was born again, and he's a new creature. So that began his walk as far as depending upon his relationship with God. A spiritual man then is a new creation and entirely different from the natural man and opposed to him in character, temper, and disposition. So far all this is clear, but there we brought face to face with the paradox that while there are two separate men spoken of in the scripture, the natural man and the spiritual man, these two men make up the believer but one personality. In other words, now we got a dual nature inside of one person. And that is the paradox. And that is the end of the lesson for today. All right. Questions, comments, criticism, conclusions. My back hurts. I need to stretch. Going once. Going twice. Okay, taking prayer requests. Prayer requests going once. Prayer requests going twice. All right, pray for Suzanne again today. Going back to there today. Sure. All right. Pray for Suzanne. Harambo shike rambrasa kose ke he de harambo kose de herra kombraka. So, uh, question: When you went back in after we prayed for, did you get any negative response? No. Huh? No, everything was positive. Cool. Good. Just be on guard. <laughs> oh, oh, I am. Okay. Right. Father God, we bring Suzanne, Suzanne before you. Holy Spirit, we bring her before you. Father God, mm, there we go. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. 
Mm, we are called to rekindle that hope. We light that fire, Father. Mm. Speak to the dead bones. Speak to the dry bones. Sayako Ramba. Speak to them and the life come back. Mm, mm, mm. Let life come back, Father, to that which was dead. To that which was dormant, let life come back, Father. You let your word enter in. We were just talking about the human heart. We were talking about how how the word of God has to enter the human heart. And be revitalized by the Holy Spirit to give a life. So, Father God, you are life. We're speaking life to her. Enter into her heart. Let the word of God begin to penetrate. Let the seeds of God begin to begin to rumble, Father. There's some word in there somewhere inside of a Lord. There's some word in there somewhere inside of a Father. Begin to grab hold of those seeds, Lord. And begin to make them stir up, Father, so they can begin to grow. They can begin to grow. They will begin to grow. Clear off the land. Clear off the land so they can find fertile ground, Lord. Father God, clear off the land so they can find fertile ground, Father. Wherever it needs to be, Lord, there's a spot in her heart. There's a spot somewhere in her spirit, Lord, that that seed can be planted and grow, Father. As as you see, Father, now you're fighting on her behalf. We're fighting on her behalf, Lord. We're in the seat. We're standing in the gap, Lord. We're saying, remove the enemy. Push him back, Lord. Push him back so that your spirit, your word can begin to enter in. See, one can put a thousand fight. Two can put thousands fight, Lord. We'll come together in one accord and in unity. Say, push them back right now in the name of Jesus. Push them back. Place a hedge of protection around that seed so it can begin to grow and it can give life to a dead situation. And we give you the glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for that. Surely. No problem. Anybody else want prayer? Yeah. <laughs> Working it out, 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 working it out. Voices are gonna press, 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 and I gotta let God be God. Exercise, walk, trust, press, 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 exercise. Flowing the college and gifting to God. Move, move, move. Watch God be God. 
as he caused transition to occur. Watch God be God. As he caused transitions to occur. Watch him and trust him. And let him rise up inside of you. Be led by the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, as he continues to increase in your life. And you'll be blessed. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. I receive that. Amen. All right, anybody else? You can this. pray for me. Oh, <laughs> somebody came out of the background. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I, the, the hammer was coming down. <laughs> it's me, it's me, I'm saying, standing in the need of prayer. <laughs> All right, she's coming with a song in her heart. All righty <laughs> now. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Why, oh, why, Lord? Why, oh, why, Lord? That is my question that I put before you, Father. I'm walking along this path, Lord, and I'm believing this is the path that you've placed me on. But, Father, I keep coming to these questions of why. Why why does this not happen this way? Why does this happen that way? What's going on, Father? And I stand there just sometimes scratching my head saying, God, is this is this really where you desire me to be? Is this really what you desire me to, to be doing? I, I'm trying to be obedient. I'm trying to hear from you. And at times, Lord, it feels like I'm just screaming and you're not listening. And what is it, Father? What is it that I need to be doing? What is it that I'm missing, Daddy God? I don't know. I don't know. Help me. Lord, I, I, help me. I, I, I feel that you're there, but I'm just times I'm not sure. Help me, Father. Help me to, to hear you clearly. Help me to, to, to see you clearly. Help me to move in accordance with what you desire me to do, Lord. I don't know, Lord. And I'm, just, I'm bringing this before you because I need to know. I want to know. I'm not trying to just 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 do things in happenstance. I want to do things that you want me to do. Help me with this. I'm struggling. I'm struggling, Daddy. I'm struggling. I'm struggling to to stand. I'm struggling to crawl. I'm struggling to hear. I'm struggling to be obedient. I'm struggling. I I just don't know, and I really just don't know what else to turn to. I really don't know what else to do at this point in this wall. I, 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 I really, I just don't know. I just don't know, Daddy. Can you meet me? Can you show me? Can you do something, Lord, to let me know that you that I'm 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 where you want me to be, or that you that you love, that you care of me? Can you just let me know that you're still there for me? I just need to know, Daddy. 
I'm crying out to you. I'm crying dry tears. I'm crying dry tears because I've cried to the point that I can't cry anymore, but I still have that, that void, that echo, that hollowness. And I need you to enter into that area of my life, of my heart. And entering in, he is right there. Mm. Right there is where he's entering. Mm. Right where you had that hole. Mm. Right there, he's going in. And he's going to dwell there. Mm. You let him in. He was waiting for you to get to that point that you desired him more than you desired anything else. And he's trying to get you to the point that you trust him more than you trust anything else. You're not quite there, but you're moving along the path. Continue to take those steps, whether it be baby steps, crawling, leaping, or whatever. Continue to take the steps that God is calling you to take. I'm going to ask that he illuminate your path a little bit brighter to see it even even more so. Holy Spirit, would you do that for her? Illuminate her path a little more, Father, so she knows that this is the pathway that you have her on. Mm. And just just ask him. I was praying for somebody yesterday. You can ask him again. Have your Gideon moments. Have your Gideon moments. You can ask him for clarity. Take your time. There's no need to rush. God is teaching you to trust him. God is teaching you how to walk after the Holy Spirit. We were reading about flowing in the current of the Holy Spirit. See, God is teaching you all of that. So it's okay if you take a little bit more time because he desires you to, 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 to know that. He desires for you to know that you know that you know. And he will bless you in it. Trust him. He's training you. All this is training. Look at it from that perspective. It might help you some. I'm looking at what I'm dealing with right now. I'm saying, well, Lord, evidently, this is training for me. I trust and believe. I, I say it like this. At times I look at it and say it's training. At times I say it's some other things. But I'm knowing that whatever it is is for my goodness, for his glory. And he, and he and I'm fighting step by step. And, oh, trust and believe, it's pulling on me every which way but loose. But God is still being God. But God is fighting my battles, and I'm trusting, and it's pulling on me. Believe me when I say that. But God is being God. So he's trying to grow you up in that, but you've got to get the training needed. You've got to walk it out. You've got to take it step by step and allow him to perfect those things. Allow him to increase in you as you decrease. All this is training so that you will begin to understand his and listen and know his voice in the midst of turmoil. You will know his voice in the midst of confusion. You will see his path when there's a whole lot of other steps running. See, he's getting you to, to, to be in such a bonded relationship with him that you will know that you know that you know when the enemy is hollering and everything else. So take this time to get in tune with him. Just like like when you, everybody looks at that dance show, whatever it is. But those partners have to be in sync with one another. And when they first start, they messing up. And see, you got the professional and you got the amateur. 
and when they first start, they 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 gotta train amateur professionals gotta train amateur, and then not only train them, then they gotta get in sync. Once they're in sync, then they begin to flow, and that's what God is doing in you. He's training you. He's training you. He's re, he's re, he's re, he's rebooting you to get you in sync, to get you to, to so you can learn the steps that are needed, so you can perform the dances that are needed. So so let God be God. Let Him continue to light and illuminate your path, your heart, as He pours forth His anointing, His strength in your life. Continue to walk and be encouraged. Go into Joshua, the first chapter of Joshua. When Joshua, after he just had taken over from Moses, I believe it was three times the Lord told him, be strong and be of good courage. Be strong and be of good courage. See, he, he had to keep telling him that because he knew, look who, look who he was following. And he used the part the Red Seas to write the law and the commandments. Two steps he was following. So he had to tell him, be strong and be of good courage. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. And that's what God needs you to see, that ye is, he is with you. But he's training you. So walk, seek, listen, and ask questions to him. It's okay for you to ask. Remember, you're in school. This is Holy Ghost training. You're in school. Ask him questions, man. You might got to be ready for the answer. I'm going to just let you know that one. You might, might, might not like the answer, and you might not like what he shows you. At a point where you need to ask questions, ask him. And then you're going to have to be patient and wait for him to reply the way he wants to reply. But again, this is a relationship. And you women know how you all talk about relationships. Well, you know what? Be intimate with him. He wants you to do that. Be intimate with him. He desires you to do that. But recognize, I talked about dad. He's the one that's in charge. You have to submit. So let God be God as he increases in your heart and your life and reveals those things to you that need to be shown. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Oh, you don't snuck on the line. Yeah, I snuck on. I got a few minutes break between no. this elder abuse training. <laughs> I know you saw my text. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I ain't no good. Not at all. Thank you very much, dear. Mm-hmm. Oh, you want your prayer, dear? I do. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, So much that he was showing me when I was praying for you. I mean, your shingle just keeps shining brighter and brighter, and yes, and, and, and the clients are filing in. And you're like, yeah, okay, whatever. I'm, you know, I deal with what I got to deal with. And, and see, that's because you're walking in the humility 
that is needed, you're not caught up in that. You're not caught up in you're just trying to just trying to press on, trying to be obedient, trying to hear. It, it makes your shingle shine brighter and brings even more clientele in, which puts you to work more. That's why you're like, really, God? But what, mm. one of the things that he was really showing me, and I'm going back to one of the books we talked about, Badges of Courage. And, and I, I forget, I, this might have been the final quest when he was climbing up the mountain. And what happens is in our areas in our life where we're wounded and we're bruised and we're hurt and we're maimed, but those areas, we've given them over to Christ, and he begins to mend. Those wounds, when they're mended by Christ, now become badges of honor. It's just like the scar that Jesus had in his side. It was still there. But in the book, it talks about those wounds. You can see gold and silver and just all pure, precious metals all in those wounds because, see, now Christ has taken that wound. So now it's a badge of honor in the spiritual arena, and that's what's really going on with you. You get your wounds, your hurts, but where you, ooh, where you just, you just, you just grab hold of you because you know you what you want to do, and you said, but God. But, God, the devil is so hard trying to get you to come and act out of Erica. The devil is so hard trying to get you to move on you. But you are so even more stubborn, saying, no, Christ Jesus, help me. No, Christ Jesus, what is it? You, even as the enemy approaches, you get even more stubborner. You get even more resistant to say, no, God, tell me what to do. And it pisses the enemy off. He just needs you to just just let loose of Erica just one good time. And Erica's going, yes! <laughs> but that spirit of Erica said, ah, you better not open your mouth. And you're, Like that conversation talking about me and you, and you go, uh, there, he, there she go again. <laughs> <laughs> and just continue. Like I just said, be strong and be a good courage. Continue to let your spirit man dominate your soul. Continue to let your spirit man dominate your body. Continue to let your spirit man do those things that are needed and allow you to press on in spite of. I just say, my daughter, press on. My daughter, yes. My daughter, I am pleased. My daughter, you will have even more than you need. Just let me continue to walk. And do the things that I need to do in and through you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 All righty. Anybody else got anything? The prayer request. <laughs> Ouch. That hurt. Okay, prayer request going once. Good morning. I would like prayer, please. Oh, it's Fanny. Hi, Fanny Marie. Hey, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Good. She made it on. That's a beautiful thing. 
<laughs> All right. Well, let me pray for Miss Fannie Marie. Who? Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Wow. Mm. Mm. Wow. Mm. 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 I see you being rooted and grounded. You know, we we got storms coming through here now, and the winds are blow. But see, if those trees are really rooted and grounded, they might sway, but they won't fall. I see you swaying. I see the wind trying to uproot you. I see the enemy is in front of you, and you just kind of stand there and just say, Jesus, thank you. And you just praise him. And you, the time, you, you're not even really been. And again, I said, you just kind of swaying with life as it's pushing you around. But you're standing firm in God. You're standing firm in, in, in his spirit and his anointing. You're standing firm. And just like the tree branches, that's you. Your arms are lifted up because you recognize that the reason you're standing firm is because of Christ. The reason that, that you're rid of ground. See, you, you, you have made that connection. You've got that understanding. This is not you. This is not you. This is God. Oh, shit. This is God, and he is working in you and through you, and you see it, and you just continue to praise him and glorify him, and he continues to increase in you. Mm, mm, mm. Mm, mm, mm. And what do trees have? They have branches. And what happens to the branches? They give off life. They produce oxygen. The animals come and make homes in them. They produce fruit for people to eat. And that's you. All of that's life. And that's what God is doing through you. Others, you're giving life to others. You're giving life to others, whether because you're just standing firm or it's a place for them to abide or whether they're eating the fruit from you, from your branches or whether they're they making nests in your home, making homes in your, in your arms. Because of you being positioned where God desires you to be positioned and seeking and listening to him, others are being benefited from it. So trust in God and continue to just do that which he's calling you to do. Yeah, the enemy, he's the enemy. But you just praise God anyway. I, I talked about early on the line that I saw it was like a big old crocodile. And he was coming coming to eat us. But I, I, saw, I saw a vision where God used us to bind his mouth. The crocodile couldn't even open his mouth. And he was mad. Because, see, he was mad because of all the work that he had done to set you up. See, he thought he had you in camp. He thought he had you trapped. And all the while, he was getting ready to chomp down on you. But as soon as he got close enough, God said, now. And then you just wrapped his mouth around. And he could not even open his mouth. And he was mad because he couldn't open it. He was mad because all he had done to set you up. And he was just mad. And all he could do is look at you and try to scare you with his eyes. There's nothing he could do. Nothing he could do. He was just mad. He said, I can, do, I can use my eyes to try to scare. And if that don't work, I got to go because this is a waste of my time. And that's where you're at. 
Stand firm. Trust God. Give him the praise and the glory. You might sway, but you're not being uprooted, and you're not even bending or breaking. God's got this. 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 And prosperity is coming your way. Ooh, in Jesus' name it is. Amen. Amen. Wow. Thank you. All right. Amen. All righty. Anybody else? I have a question for you, Sam. Hold on, though. Question is, when will she return it? Give me the question, question, question. Okay. <clears throat> Thank you for, um, you know, not, um, the... The person we prayed for yesterday, mm-hmm. do you have an update on them? Arnold Therese, you still on the phone? I know briefly um, what I was told. She's been admitted to the hospital. She's kind of admitting that she needs help. Okay. And she's so thinking- I, I went crazy. It wasn't a dream then. What okay. Was- because you did say that briefly to me when you called me last night. Oh, I did? Did you say that? I'm asking. I don't know. Because I promise you, it, it, I mean, okay. All right, then. I'm going to say that you told me last <laughs> night. <laughs> You're going to want to say that you told me. I that, told yeah. <laughs> that, I'm, that's, what I'm, that's, that's, that's the path I'm traveling. Right I, you know, I understand. I understand. I ain't mad at you. <clears throat> because I, I promise you, I was like, I wanted to know because I was like, it's like she's hospitalized or something has happened. But I'm gonna say you told me that. Okay, I, I may, I'm, 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 I don't remember. I know we talked. Next thing I know, I, I woke you up, and the next thing I know, you. Right. <laughs> so. I'm, I'm gonna say I was a little lethargic and sleepy, but that's what you mentioned to me last night. No problem. That's, that's what we going with. That's what that's the safe part for me to go with. I tell you, I understand. That's the sensible part. Mm-hmm. But okay, now what's what's her status? She's been admitted into the hospital. She's been into the admitted hospital? into the hospital. Um, for her health reasons or yes, is it psychological? Okay, it's health. But, for health reasons, but she has admitted that, you know, she has issues and she needs help. Okay. So she's admitted, she's been admitted for health reasons, but she's acknowledged that she has, she needs help, which is nine times out of ten going to be down the uh, mental or psychological path. Mm, yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay. <laughs> All right, then. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to say amen, life, and wall. And there you go. There you go. All right. 
I'm not as crazy as I feel. Um, in terms of my child, um, I will give you an update. We, you know, we talked last night, and I didn't have to go ham, so to speak. <laughs> okay, well, that's good. Yeah, we, I didn't have to go ham, but I did let her, um, you know, and she brought about so many other things that are going on, but I told her she has to stand, you know, um, given, I guess, a, a spiritual parallel to everything. She has to stand in a position of obedience, period. Because there are going to be a lot of things that will be required of her that she's not comfortable with. And she, you know, she cannot allow her choices to dictate and determine nor define who she is. You know, if she's going to, you know, um, acknowledge God, she's going to have to, you know, you know, submit to him and hear what he tells her. But I also told her to be, you know, she communicates with different people, but I told her to be very mindful about her communication back to them. Because, I, you know, her personality and her spirit is so much like mine. She has one of those very, very dominating personalities that situation, regardless to where she goes, people are going to point her out anyway for something, whether or not they're able to identify it or whether or not she's able to identify it. So, you know, I just told her to be, you know, this is, you know, this is a test for her and that this is a period that she's going to have to be, you know, she's going to have to be able to listen with her spirit and not her carnal mind because it's a lot of things that are going on, and she's going to have to get into the submission, you know, um, mode of doing things and not always standing so quickly, you know, wanting to speak to defend herself and her intent or her reasonings or, you know, whatever she thinks they are. So how long did y'all talk? We talked for an extremely uh, long time. Okay. Yeah, last night. So, um, but, you know, after she got through her personal aspect of it, you know, before I had to say anything, she just concluded that she will abide by the request. And she was saying how she was upset Um <clears throat> What she wanted to know is why they didn't come specifically to her. But, I, you know, that's when we had to talk about order. Mm-hmm. You know, because I told her, you, 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 you got this through a temp agency, and until the temp agency releases you, they don't have to tell you anything. And I said, and you have to look at order and how things are done. And, you know, she said that some people will come out and say certain things to her, but they won't say certain things. I said, but this is where you have to learn how to use your discernment because she does have it. Mm -hmm. I said, you have to use your discernment and be able to understand what it is you need to cling to and what you should not. But you should also be able to uh, determine who's standing on what side if you're being attentive spiritually. Mm. 
because whatever it is that they're able to identify in you that they have yet to put their fingers on specifically, they're, you know, they're going to try to move you one way or another. And you have to determine before you, you know, in the beginning where you stand in. And you have to understand what behavior becomes of that in the position you're standing in so that you can know how to respond, behave appropriately. And, you know, she's so quick. You know, everything doesn't require you to respond to it immediately. Mm-hmm. So, but, um, and it's, a you know, a lot of changing of the guard going on. Mm-hmm. You know, they, um, you know, it's been a merger or someone has bought them out, mm-hmm. this company out. So a lot of people are leaving and, you know, some people are coming, some are new hires, some are through a temporary agency. So it's a lot of, it, she's already stepping into a com- conflict or chaotic situation. Like, as of a lot of people losing their jobs as of Friday. Oh, wow. So, you know, and she's trying to see, you know, why people aren't saying this or why people aren't saying that. Well, you know, when um, attitudes, emotions are high, people ain't trying to say nothing. And if they are saying something, it's not that that you want to hear. It will definitely be offensive. Because mm-hmm. when you find out you're losing your job, I mean, it's not, I mean, especially with the, you know, state that our, you know, that the United States is in right now with just unemployment, people losing jobs. I mean, we're just in a tumultuous situation, period. So none of this is ideal. And though you think you're innocent, they could actually see you, you know, as one of the people they blame. And they don't even know why. So just because you looking through rose-colored glasses doesn't mean everyone else is. Mm-hmm. So, but, you know, such is life. Yeah. But yeah. So I didn't have to get on my soapbox. So I was like, all right, Lord, amen. Okay, we I'm done. We appreciate that one. I know I you know I did kind of like Lord, I I don't even feel like going there today. Okay. But if I have to. Alright. So she saved me from that. Okay. You see, my life is moving. <laughs> Good afternoon. All righty. Anybody else got anything? Hey, Sam. Hey, Cher, how you doing? Hey, Sam. Hey, Lou, how you doing? Are you off of work today? Uh, for a while. Oh, okay. That's cool. I got back back about one. I got to be there at one. But okay, okay. That's cool. Yeah. All right. Get a little break. That's a good thing. It's uh, <laughs> There's always something going on now. We went from summer to winter here in one day. <laughs> yeah, what well, a matter of a day's time. What's your temperature like there? Oh, we're we're in our low thirties, but we had a little. We had some snow squalls yesterday. It looked like it looked like Christmas there for an hour. Wow. First thing we had to do, 
okay. Well, wow. Well, yeah, y'all had something there. Uh, oh, yeah. And uh, they're afraid of fellow cumulus. I said, oh, you don't have to worry about that. I said, it's, uh, it's just it'll be a, it'll be a temporary um, temporary thing. It'll blow over. And this weekend, we're going to be up to 60 degrees again. But, That's what I heard. It's supposed to be going back up again. I mean, I ain't mad. <laughs> Yeah, ain't I station zebra yet here, Phil? Right, okay. Give it a minute. Give it a minute. Yeah, in Minnesota, if you don't like the weather, just wait a minute or two. Yeah, in Minnesota, if you don't like the weather, just wait a few minutes. <laughs> or like Chicago. How's the baby doing? What's her name again? Oh, got great news with the baby. She, uh... They took the tubes out last week, and they took her outside in a wagon. Oh, okay. So, and my brother Kevin's going to send me a picture of it in the okay. mail. And uh, she was in a wagon, and they pulled her around outside. Oh, beautiful. Okay, good. Hallelujah. And so I put it on. Uh, they got a coffee shop in town that opened up about a month or two ago, and I put it on the blackboard in the coffee shop. Because we're always putting prayer requests up there, but no answers, you know, and, he says, yeah, we get, people got to know that there's a guy that answers prayers, you know, so. All right, you know. Yeah, that was great. Beautiful. That's a beautiful thing. Oh, it is a good thing. Yes, and my sister-in-law, Mia, uh, is, seems to be doing okay. She's home. Okay. And she had ovarian cancer. Mm. And uh, they had they they said that they got about 99.9%. They got to go back and check, make sure they got it all. That they did so that she don't have to have chemo. So. Okay. But uh, everything else seems to be going good. Louie and I have had some colds. <laughs> okay. But uh, otherwise, things are going pretty good here. Cool. Yeah, you couldn't hurt Louie two days ago. <laughs> yeah. I have a muzzle. My voice was shot. Yes. 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 Coming back. Yes. Cool. Yeah. That's a beautiful thing. Everybody's pressing on the standing on the word. Yes. My voice is like Mount Vesuvius. <laughs> <laughs> All righty then. Uh, you all want some prayer? Yes. <laughs> yes? Do you yeah. agree? Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right, you ready? We're ready. Wurande de kose ke shandere kosa ka handere kose sharo rande de kese. Yes, father. Yada Israel. He's really teaching you all to persevere. Yep. He's really teaching you how to grab hold of his word. Yep. Put it first and foremost yep. to let it lead you through. Yep. And through is the key word because he's not going to let you turn around, yep. not let you go around the other way. He said, no, you need to go through this. I will be with you. I will never leave nor forsake you, but you need to go through this because I am purging your character and I'm healing you of many things that have been tormenting you all your life. 
Yes. I'm healing you of many natural as well as spiritual things that are, that have just been cleaving unto you that are not of me, saith God. So let me carry you through these things, and I will shout out, increase in you in such a magnificent way. I will dramatically increase in you and fulfill you in ways that you could never been fulfilled if you'd have went any other way. Trust in me, says Lord. Trust in my power. Trust in my life. Trust in me. I gave my life for you. I gave my life for you. I gave my life for you. When I went to the cross, I had you on my heart as well as my mind. And I'm now drawing you closer to me. Let me finish doing that which I desire to do in your lives. And the transitions will continue to occur. In Jesus' holy name I say amen, amen, and amen. Amen. Finally. Very timely. Thank you, Sam. No problem. Anybody else want prayer? All right. Anybody else want prayer going once? Twice. <laughs> Anybody else want prayer going twice? Pray for my brother. <laughs> y'all, y'all be. I had me had a gavel in my hand. I'm trying to bring it down. <laughs> I know, I know. You know, I was on. If as long as I'm on here, I'm gonna try. <laughs> look, I had. Look, I had to find the mute button myself. Some thing was stumbling. Get, get. How you going? How you going? Mhm. Mhm. Oh shit. All good. All right, you haven't talked to him since we talked to him? I have not. I said I was going to call him today because, you know, I have to see where his spirit is or where his head is about the prayer. That's number one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I still have to see that. And, you know, I, I decided to give him a little time to meditate on that. Okay, well, I understand. I'm mad at you. Mm-hmm. And then pray for, um, you know, Tony Eisner as well, please, sir. Mm-hmm. Sure. Anybody else? <laughs> I'm trying to keep my uh, laughter to myself, but keep going, man. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. I'm about to cut up and pray for Tony first. Tony Eisen. Wait a minute. Hold up. Wait a minute. Hold up. Hold up. What under the Sadaka? All right. Tony Eisner. Why? Some of your eyes, some of your whys are being answered in regard to him. He's still basically in a ball of confusion, though. Because he, he, he doesn't really have a solid foundation, and that's been an issue most of his life. And we I don't know what we would, might have been yesterday, but... Because he has no solid foundation, he tends to. <laughs> this is this is an interesting thing. He he tends to gravitate toward and pull away from those things that do have a solid foundation. He'll gravitate toward it because inside of him he recognizes this is something that he needs, and that's probably why he gravitates towards you because he recognizes a foundation in in you. But then, like most people, when they see what's required. 
to have that, the changes or what the things that I might have to go through or two. And now, now I, I'll blame it or excuse it or label it as something else and pull away. And he's been doing that most of his life because of a variety of different reasons, environment, curses, whatever it is, but it is what it is. Now, is he at a dead end? I would say not so much as a dead end as a repetitive cycle because he can only go so far, then he's going to repeat it over and over again. Will he get to the point that him too, he needs to wake up? I don't know. I don't know. But that's where he, that's how he's walking. And just like what we talked about yesterday, so familiar with walking in that arena that anything else is different, wrong, or no. But, God, I still want you to cover him. I want you to love on him, and I want you to keep him and guide him as you know he needs to be guided, Lord. Help him to get him out of the way. Help him to, to let him see, first and foremost, that he is his own stumbling block. He is so, and, and, and what's the word that I want to use? He was so, in, uh, it's not indentured, but he's just so, like we talked about yesterday with Suzanne, he's so entrapped in his, in his own thing. The devil ain't got to do nothing. It's just like that, that little thing that rocks back and forth. You just got to touch it back and every now and then and to keep rocking. That's how he's so, so familiar with going in his circles of, of what he's been and not getting anywhere that the enemy, he just, every now and then, he just maintains it, maintains the structure, and he'll keep repeat, repeating but God is sending a stumbling block, which is going to make him land and crack his head open and then say, now would you begin to see that maybe there's a time for a change. God is sending a stumbling block. So just think of that, like that bicycle or whatever it is going around and around and around. All of a sudden, here comes a log which flips you off of that bike, and you land in an improper position where you got, really got some hurt. And you really got to tend to your wounds because, see, that's what I said in the, in, the, in the Psalms 23, when he maketh me lie down in still waters, he restored my soul. God is sending a stumbling block to make him lie down so then God can begin, now, son, will you listen to me now, son, will you see this? And he's not going to do it before then. He's not because he's too involved, he's too engrossed in what he's used to, he's too engrossed in what he knows to try something different. And that's Tony Eisner. Now for your brother. He's been recognizing changes. He ain't quite, quite sure. Okay, you know, when we see in our spiritual world until you kind of get used to it. You see things, but you don't see things. Just like you say, did you say that? But I don't want to know that. I prefer it to be a dream. Kind of like he's beginning to see and sense differences. And he's not quite sure what, but it's something inside of him going, hmm, something different. In his church, in his home. Because, see, when I prayed for him, I specifically, God had me to pray to empower and to anoint him. And I knew that was part of what the reason was. So there's some differences going on with him now. Even when he's in the same thing, he's, his actions and reactions are not the same. He doesn't quite understand it or fully see it, but he knows that something has shifted. He knows there's a difference. And, 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 and when it's time, like you said, when it's time, you all will be able to talk 
and, and share, and you can expound on things as, as the revelation of the Holy Spirit leads you. So just, just continue, Father, to pour into his life. Continue to keep a hedge of protection around his churches. No, Lord, those are your churches. He's just a shepherd. Around the churches you've called him to be the, the, the shepherd to, Lord, around his congregation, those witches and those demons that are trying to get back into those things. Lord, keep them out. Keep them confused. Keep them bound as we plead the precious holy blood of Jesus over the lives of his churches, over his family, his job, and all that you have him put in his hand to. Continue to take that man of God, Lord, and increase in his life. See, he really needs to begin to flow in the supernatural, and that's what God is getting ready to do to him. And he's unsure. Oh, he's definitely unsure because he 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 right. he see it, but he but God is saying no. God God, I don't know if he was like when Carrie shook, <laughs> and he was talking about the footprints, <laughs> and I couldn't end up and laugh because you all couldn't see it. But you know they talked about he actually had a, a stand up there. You know the footprints when a man looked behind him, he saw the two put. You know all he saw the one set of prints. And he said, God, and, you know, when I, why is I only see one set of prints in my hardest times? And, oh. and when Carrie Shook said, well, yeah, we say that, you know, God was carrying us, but no, literally God wasn't carrying And he took his hand. God was dragging us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we had butt prints. <laughs> right. Because we're like, no, because we're going kicking. Look, I couldn't do nothing but laugh. But that's right now, God has a desire for him to walk in the realm of the supernatural and flow in the gifts and anointing of the spirits and the fruits. And and he is like, ah, but it's beginning to stir in him. He's uh, because I don't think he's familiar or whatever. I don't really know. But it's like, "Mm." okay. Because, you know, that's what my spirit felt when you prayed for him. Mm. I, I, uh, you, ooh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, that's how come I hadn't called him. Because I was like, you know, I'm, 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 Lord, I'm going to have to let you, you know, work with him on this. Because when you prayed for him, you know, my, my, my spirit said, even when you were praying, my spirit said, "There, you know, he's not accustomed to operating in gifts. He's very familiar with them because of Scripture, and he knows Scripture. But I don't feel that, you know, he or my father or my brothers, I just don't think that they're very uh, familiar with operating in the gifts. And then when he prayed right after you, for me, my spirit, it, it, it was confirmed in my spirit that that's where he was coming from. Mm. And what, As what, if he was covering himself and us all the way he prays and the way he's accustomed to. Because, see, you were using your gift to pray mm-hmm. in the spirit, which is something that he's not accustomed to. Mm-hmm. So... You know, I felt that when you was praying, and then um, when he prayed immediately after you, which is why I prayed, you know, that's what my spirit sensed. And I was like, okay, I'm going to have to let him, you know, you know, let it marinate with him. Because, see, today is also his doctor's appointment. Mm. So, you know, things have to, you know, 
things, you know, you have to allow God to let things work out, yeah. you know, happen in its spiritual order yeah. before you can actually touch it or, you know, mm-hmm. or, you know, try to get any feedback on it. And so <clears throat> for me to have communicated with him that same day or even yesterday, right. I just felt that the response I would have received from him would have been his response mm-hmm. and not what he would have, what God would have spoken to him had he not had enough time to sit with it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and also with what may, you know, be coming to him through God, through this doctor's appointment as well. So I was like, yeah, I'm just going to have to let him sit with it. And I have to wait a couple of days before I check on him. Mm-hmm. Because the one thing I know about him, he is going to, you know, pray even more so for understanding and revelation. <laughs> so, and that's what I do know about him. And so that is going to be the way that he, it's able to be revealed to him through his desire of wanting the revelation and God responding to that. Mm-hmm. So I just, you know. You know, I just have to, you know, and this is where I've learned, you know, as much as, you know, that anxiety that you feel with wanting to, in a sense, touch it, but then the, the, um, you know, the adhering to what God is telling you is that I can't touch it right now. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. Your dad wants to talk to somebody about your transportation. Okay. Um, can I You can. Okay. So, you know, and my thing is, you know, yeah, you know, God is saying, no, you have, you know, let me do it. And then, you know, I will speak to you as to how to assist him or guide him with what I've said to him. So. Yeah, I mean, I, see, that's maturity, uh, you know, and we have to learn to walk that way in all things. It's just like right. you said, the same way with me. Dealing with my the banks and all this other stuff, I right. I'm constantly getting no no no, but I'm holding on, and by the time I keep pressing, then I get what I need to hear or find. A, right. But that process is just like oh God. Right. It's almost like when we prayed for Demond in that prayer group that time. Sorry. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Hi. How are you? Okay, I have to put you on mute. Excuse me one second. But it reminded me of that situation of how they received it. Mm-hmm. Or they were astonished, and I was like, oh, here we go. All right. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, well, it's an interesting journey. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I need some cucumbers, some beets, and what else? I got a beet in the fridge. Okay.
mentioning brothers, is is Erica done or she? Uh, she went on mute for something, but you can go ahead and say something, whatever. Oh, um, yeah, I was wondering if you could pray for my brother Kevin. Um, that's sure. that's Mia's husband, my brother Kevin. He uh, not sure what he's going through, but I know that um, Kevin, Kevin and Mia had to back off because of the of, of Mia's uh, illness mm-hmm. um, from the my mom's 80th birthday party. So now I'm completely in charge of everything. <laughs> okay. So, because um, Mia usually does all the planning. And mm-hmm. all the invitations and all the food and just everything, you know, the decorating and everything. And basically now that she had the cancer surgery and everything, she's just, like I said, you know, I'm, I've got the mantle this year, so, or this time, so. Okay. But, but that's a good thing. It's a good thing. Cause I'm able, able to do that. I plan my own wedding so I can do this, so. <laughs> all righty now. So, but, uh. Yeah, pray for Kevin. You know, he's going through a rough time. And uh, I'm sure he's probably feeling like, uh, you know, he could have done something different to make sure she had her test and everything. But you pay for them both, I guess, Mia and Kevin. Okay, no problem. All right, Father God, I'm going to look to me and Kevin. Hold a boy, she to go say, 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 Father God, and they're going to go say, there, you go say, now, she to go say, she to go say, there, stir, she to go, anoint, you to go say, Heal, bullshit to go minister, shandrana to go reveal, bullshit to go sadagaraga, arada uplift and encourage, and bullshit to go sandra to go say, shit to go both, cause a change, shit to go to go run to go, and allow your spirit to go forth, bullshit to ganda, allow your anointing to increase, suhurubaka, keep them, parapara, keep them, keep them, keep them, bullshit to go sandra, suhurubaka, keep them, no, rosa kasa, yarakada, and strengthen and gird them up, bullshit to ganda, yarakosa, down, your holy name is so, dishadara. Amen. 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 Oh Lord, do 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 do. Okay, cucumber, sweet potato. All righty now. Cucumbers and celery and sweet potato, Sam. Well, that's what I'm juicing. Oh my goodness. That's my salad. <laughs> oh wow! Wow. Good stuff, man. I got cucumbers and celery. Oh, okay. Would you eating it or are you making a smoothie? I'm eating three berry pie. Louie's eating a three berry pie. A three berry pie? What's in the three berry pie? Blackberries. They're wild berries. They're not supposed to have any natural sugar. And sugar free. Sugar free. Sugar free pie. Okay. I deserve a piece of pie. All righty. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Oh, Louis says it's been in the refrigerator for over a month. Okay, yeah, I would say so. I hope you don't get sick. <laughs> oh, no. I got a cast iron stomach. All righty then. Um. All righty. Sam, will you pray for rest, my brothers? Sure. That's uh, John, Chuck, and Gary. Okay. You put it in there. You put it in there. 
Yes, Lord, Roshi go say, she go say, she go say. Thank you, Father Bosa of Randy de Gasada. Yes, Father Bushi de Gasa. Thank you, Holy Spirit, Shinu de Gusaka. Thank you, Father Bose. Yes, 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 Rombrasa. Thank you, Father Roshi, Shinde, Shirakasaka. Thank you, Father. Furasheke, Shambrasha. Furasheke, Shandi, Shirakasa. Da, Sarabosa, Shadaka. Sorombrose, Shirakasa. Sorombrose, Shiraka. Thank you, Father. Yes, yes, yes. I praise you, Father. Morobose shira rakorada. I praise you, Holy Spirit. Shandrasha rakose shira rakose. Thank you, Father, for moving in that family. Thank you, Father, for keeping, anointing, healing, directing, imparting, strengthening. Whatever needs to be done. Thank you, Father. Shandrasha. Yes, Father, more is done in you, Christ Jesus. We give you the glory and the praise. Amen, amen, and amen. All righty. Anybody else want prayer? Okay, go on once. Anybody else want prayer? Go on twice. Anybody else want prayer? Sam, can you pray for me with my relationships with my brothers? Sure. Uh, this what it what's going on? It's a lot of things that you yeah uh, perceive, harbor yeah, and 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 just be patient and wait on God to move. Okay. Just like Erica was talking about with her brother, and I prayed for him, and she said, "Well, I got to let it sink in." Just be patient in what God's doing. Don't try to jump the gun and try and say this and try and do that. No. No. You you pray, you wait, you meditate, you listen, you seek, you praise, okay. and let God do the work. See, just like she was talking about Eric and her brother, and, yeah. and I prayed and let it sink in a couple of days, let things happen, you know, and then we'll compensate. It's the same thing that you that you have to go through. God shows, reveals, speaks, and you just have to be patient, get up out of Sherry. Yes, sir. And get into the Holy Spirit. And, and that's really what, so it's just basically just be patient and trust God and let, and let him finish what he started in your life, <clears throat> in your lives. All righty. Anybody else want prayer? <laughs> y'all y'all yeah. won't let me go today. <laughs> Every time I get there, no, no. I have a friend, Laura, that lost her mother two weeks ago. Mm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Father God, I want to lift up her family. Mm. Holy Spirit, you are the comforter. Says you would give beauty for ashes, Lord. 
Shirakanda the morning, Father. The void, the hurt, and the pain, Father. Go and give beauty for ashes, Father. Let the joy of the Lord be their strength as you reveal to them who you are. In your holy name it is so. Amen, amen, and amen. Amen. All righty. Anybody else? Going once. Anybody else? Going twice. And anybody else? Going three times. All righty, so I will holler at you all tomorrow. I bet you can. All right, peace.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.